Just doing a little uh, interview with Kevin Byford over here. Happy birthday, brother. Thanks, Hans. I'll let you go. All just, right, just Is to today your birthday? Yeah. I heard you were in You here. didn't even tell me. Oh, now you know. Oh, you know. happy yep. birthday. Sorry to interrupt whatever you're doing. But... No. 43 today, just pass 43? that around. 43? Oh, my I God. Know. I know. I'm not, look at him. Look at him I'm not looking so good for 43. I look great for 68. Yeah, buddy. Hello, and welcome to the Snowmass Extreme Podcast. I am your host, Jason Hartman, but I'm better known as Tigger. El Tigre if you're speaking Spanish. This season, I spoke with Eastmith Award winners about life in Snowmass Village. You've already shared a lot of memories, obviously. I'm curious if you have a favorite memory. Two memories stand out. One's long, long time ago, 1988 riding with the whole Snowmass crew. We were all together like late March. I had those headphones, I had those speakers on my arms and we were just like riding down through Garrett's Gulch and everyone was riding around me because they wanted to listen to music. B-52s, Rock Rob said, I think I was listening to most of the time. And just having that sort of camaraderie where, where you knew everybody, you knew every snowboarder. It wasn't like nowadays, it wasn't, even a few years later, I could recognize every instructor by their style. Back then I knew every single person that rode on that mountain. And it was just a, a great feeling back then to be part of this, a genuine part, like an authentic part of it, wasn't it? You know, I wasn't there to be cool. I just happened to love snowboarding and so did all these other guys, you know? So that was a great one. And then move forward to about five years ago, we did an E. Smith ride day and I put out there to a bunch of people, but my son came along too. My son Kieran, who at the time would have been about 10 years old. And uh, it was just magical to have him come. And we went and did Burnt Mountain. That was my thing on, if I could on, used to be on East Smith Day was go do Burnt Mountain. Not that Eric would ever follow me down Burnt Mountain. He's too smart for that. He'd pick his own line. He always did. But uh, he'd always tell me to go first. He'd always tell me to go first. And then he'd pick his own line behind me. Anyway, just being out there with those guys. And then we sort of like, when you get pushed back into this one area, there's a few close signs that you might not see. And of course, my son was the first one through those close signs that you couldn't see just to get another two, 300 yards of powder, you know, and where everyone followed him. Yeah, that was a special day to like be there with all those guys from the original time and then to be with my, my son. How would you describe Snowmass to someone you've never met? but you want them to know how much the people and the place mean to you. As far as skiing and snowboarding, where truly Snowmass is, let's be honest, it's a resort. It's a mountain with a little place where you can lay your head down at nighttime. But as a mountain, man, it's, uh, I just think it's unsurpassed just because it has absolutely everything, you know? I think if you were to look at the demographics of skiers by ability, and you overlaid it on the snow mass, it would be perfect. It's probably, you know, it's probably 10, 15% of expert skiers and probably 50 or 60 of intermediates and 25 of beginners. And if you overlay the terrain, that's exactly what snow mass has. Mm. And it's pretty, you know, it's, it's what makes it easy. You can take someone to snow mass and they're always gonna have a good time, whether it's going down the blacks, learning, or just cruising all the blues, you know? And there's so many little nooks and crannies that, that you know, I like to, to dive into. The people there, well, a lot of my friends are ski school, ski co, and I think 
the reason why they're there, a lot of them, is because of the culture within that ski company for the last 20 or 30 years. I think especially having Mike Kaplan at the helm of the ship and just his ethics um, and his passion, you know, without, you know, boom, smoke up Mike's, Mike's ass. Whatever he did, it filtered down throughout the whole school. You just, it was hard to find somebody who was really, you know, questioning a mad overall at, at what we did as a, as a company on that mountain and on, on the other mountains. So I think people felt they were well treated at work. And then, you know, at night, it's your choice to have fun. You know, whether you want to, your fun's, you know, playing video games like a lot of the guys do now or going out to the bars or hiking up the mountain. You know, everyone seemed to be able to pair what they do in the daytime with the nighttime. It's a pretty, it's a pretty big mountain. Like I say, you know, it's easy to, to find something new. I, I'm still looking. I do. When I'm going out, I'm like, wait, I've never gone. I've, I've just skied past that. Yeah, it's just got so much to offer for everybody, and it's so big that it's just never-ending, you know? We both know Snowmass has changed a ton over the years. And since you've been in Snowmass, what's maybe the biggest change you've seen that maybe has had the biggest impact, good or bad? It could be my age, but I think the apres, I just remember for a long time with the timber mill until it became the office. It was a good 10, 15 years it was just raucous every night. There was vitality in the mall between that place and the Mount Dragon and Zane's and I know I'm in the Silver Tree Brothers Grill. There was a lot of vitality there. A lot of young people, um, workers and guests, you know, making Apre a part of their vacation. I just don't see it quite as much. I was on the deck the other day on Monday with my buddy Salzy came in and it was good but it was like a DJ just poof, you know like Ibiza pounding you know deep bass and stuff and I don't know that's probably an age thing but I do I do miss like you know all my exes live in Texas <laughs> you know and I love the idea of seeing these Texans out there on the dance floor in the, you know spitting sawdust with wood floor at the timber mill in the ski boots there's something sort of very special about that I think I would have hoped that it would have gone, gone better, you know, and became more popular because it is fun. It's just as much fun socially to be out there, you know, drinking with your friends or not drinking, just dancing and, and partying, having a good time as it is experiencing nature and the hill and the thrill of going downhill. Pairing those things, I think, is what they do in Europe very well. But then again, they only ski till like two o'clock and then they're all done for the day. I think the American guest goes a little bit longer, a little bit harder. Hello, listeners. Are you enjoying the Snowmass Extreme podcast? Would you like to hear more content just like this? Subscribe to the Snowmass Extreme podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and tell your friends. Because it's a big-ass mountain and there are free refills for everyone. Kevin Byford. Oh, Kev. Kevin Byford. Kevin Byford. Oh, my mate, Kevin Byford. Byford. <laughs> Kevin. Byford took me. Uh, what was? What's the out of bounds? Uh, Burn Mountain. And uh, actually, we didn't get lost. I think that's one of the few times. I have known Kevin the whole time that I've been here, and uh, 
some of my fondest memories, and I'm sure everybody will say this, is chasing Kevin down Burnt Mountain before Burnt Mountain was open. You know, if you they used to say if you haven't been lost uh, on Burnt Mountain with Kevin Byford, you've never been to Snowmass. That's what I always used to hear, and uh, and I used to love it as a rookie and as a I mean, just as a young pro here, I remember just how excited I would get when I got invited to go when I was in the locker room and they would ask me if I wanted to go with them to Burnt Mountain. It was like a it was a, it felt like a real privilege, you know, a real honor, and I. I'll never forget that. You know, I feel like a lot of people pass up those opportunities or they don't even see them uh, for what they are. And I never missed one of those. Byford is definitely a leader of the snowboard team. He was a coordinator for a while. Excellent poker player. Great snowboarder. Definitely embodies the mind and the soul of the sport. Just a great all-around guy. There's a time when Kevin Byford was the backbone of our snowboard school. He really was. And he is the reason and ends Aerosmith that I became an instructor. The snowboard program was much smaller than he was the first. He was maybe the second or third coordinator. And he uh, really kind of stepped it up. You know what I mean? He got got in good people, really uh, emphasized training with people joining the PSIA, doing our in-house training. And he was the kind of guy that, you know, he really uh, put himself out there. A lot of people would go the extra mile because he was such a good guy. Kev was a coordinator. Back in the day, he's just always, always been here, and it's always good to see him out on the hill. He he still has a lot of love for snowboarding. I can see it. <laughs> I think he thought it was really funny to put me on beginners every single day. <laughs> no, he was good though. He he was fair. I think he's such a staple. I feel like of snowmass. You know, I feel like he's like. You hear all these stories and you're like, well, I didn't, I didn't realize he ran the whole thing like back in the day, but I feel like he's one of those guys that can always go to and approach. And he's like, yeah, I know that. And I know this and I know that. And yeah, he's just a good guy. Kev is Kev. And I just love how relaxed and calm and Kevin's been good to me over the years <laughs> back, back when he was a supervisor. And, but anyway, so I was like, whoever I was dating at the time lived in Carbondale and I like, didn't show up to work, didn't call in nothing. And Kevin called. He's like, Natasha, where are you? And I was like, um, in bed. He's like, you need to come in. I was like, Oh really? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And he was nice to me, but like to get a call from Kevin to like show up to work, that means like business. Cause he is chill. He wants everyone just to be happy, you know? And, <laughs> I don't believe Kevin got that award. I think he he paid for it because, of course, he was probably the coordinator that year that he did get it, and he uh, yeah made us all vote for him or something. But you know, of course, he was he was with me and Eric in those in the old days, and and he was one of the he was one of the earliest guys out here, and he was in that same he's in that same crew, and of course, he does the same thing. You know, the connections he makes. And he doesn't have an enemy. He's in there. He's buds with all of us. Kevin's okay. Out of all the people in the world, his name should be on that board. He's got a lot of the strong stuff that Eric had as well. They were they were a power team. And I really have always respected and appreciated Kevin. He is such a leader from day one to present. It was Byford that was my inspiration and the one that I thought was the most similar to Eric in, in spirit, 
it may still be. I can remember being a brand new instructor. I don't know if it was my first season or second and getting invited to a party of his. He, I think he had a condo apartment off of Main Street in Aspen and just so welcoming. Definitely represents the soul of snowboard team. He's a classic. I love that guy. He is the physical embodiment of the E. Smith Award. Not only were they such good friends, but he's he's been a coordinator. He's been the director of snowboarding. He still has clients that love him and go out with him all the time. That guy is, he's awesome. But uh, no, Kevin is always down for a good time. When that guy's around, you know a good time is going to happen because he's funny and he's just brings the good times with him. Um, he's become one of my best friends I've ever had. I uh, love Kevin. Kevin Biper's the goat or the legend or whatever you want to call it, that's going to put him up above. He hired me. True story is that I tried out for uh, the snowboard school and they turned me down because I may have had a little attitude problem. And uh, I appealed that decision to Kevin and Kevin gave me the chance and I made sure I didn't let him down. What does the East Smith Award mean to you? It's someone who recognizes what this lifestyle and this place is about, and it resonates with them, whether it's the time out on the hill or the interactions with the people who enjoy this place and the time out on the hill, with some sort of self-actualization and the idea of giving your knowledge, whether it's your knowledge of the mountain or your knowledge of, of the technique and you know snowboarding or skiing, whatever it is, especially within the within the, the skiing skiing snowboard schools, yeah, that's where I could look at people, you know, and, and that sort of are they balanced? You know, are they all about the instruction? Are they just about the mountain? Are they introverted and going home and want nothing to do with people after you know the guest or the friends after? There's all these things, you know. Not that Eric was a big socialite, you know, to be honest. He didn't have to too hard. He'd walk into the timber mill, he'd stand. He'd look around, he'd gaze around the room, and then he'd decide which girl he'd like, and he'd just scan back and give her the eye one more time, and that was it. She was walking over to him. Yeah, and that's what I saw sort of Eric. Yeah, he wasn't a big party, he wasn't a big drinker at all. Hornitos, he got me into Hornitos. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, he liked to be... Uh, well slept and healthy and rested for the next day to be on the hill because he just absolutely loved it. He loved it. So that's when I look at people who have won the award over the time, that's what I see. You know, they've embedded themselves in this lifestyle. As unique as every award winner is, do you see a common thread that makes each person an E. Smith award winner? I think you know, Eric was his own man. Very much so. You know, he didn't strive to be anybody else. He found his place in life and his time and where he was. He could have, you know, gone back to California and surfed, or, you know, done a modeling career. Like he did for a while. Oh, yeah, there's some pictures of him shirtless with a cowboy hat on. <laughs> yeah, he used to, used to model for Mossimo for a little bit. 
But I think that's what I, even when you look at everybody, it's being the, the, their own person, you know, without trying to be hard to anybody else that didn't get it. I think sometimes people are trying to be something more than they are different from what they are. Um, I think that's why Scotty Eklund probably got it, you know, he's very much his own person. But I look at everybody, I, that's what I'd say. You know, it's the strength of character. From Natasha to Jody, Dan Clary. Yeah, everybody is very much their own person. Kev, thank you. Pleasure, uh, mate. This has been good. That was fun. That was fun. To, I was nervous. I was like, because my memory isn't that good anymore. I'm trying to remember, like, back to things. But when you see people's names, you know. Thank you, Kev, and happy birthday. You said Eric Smith would always tell you to go first, and then he'd pick his own line. And I think that's important. I think all East Smith Award winners pick their own lines. If you like this show, please share, rate, and review us on your podcast app. Our theme music is by Lonnie Betts and the Squeaky Sneaker Band. Until next time, stay healthy and be excellent to each other. One thought that I have after us talking is I keep thinking about there's someone out there listening to this right now and they have a pair of skis that you wrote in your name, K Byford on, and they're the ones that stole your skis that turned you into thank a you. snowboarder. Thank you. Right? I will always thank that person. Who is that yeah. guy? He's probably sitting there holding on to those skis saying, dang. Well, you know, what did I do? <laughs> they were K2 KVCs, 205s, Salomon Akeep, 957 bindings, Scott Poles, and Cabra Azura boots, blue. We're going to find them. I want them back. <laughs>